Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek, Charlotte Wilder, normally with us, will be back on Monday. Uh, first of all, I got to get this out. The publisher gets upset. You can't lose them all. I think it's on shelves Tuesday. Are bookstores even open? This is going to be a tough uh, tough task here, Dave, selling a book when uh, stores aren't open. But thank God we have the Amazon.coms. We have the BarnesandNobles.coms, all of those. You can get your copy of You Can't Lose Them All. But uh, more importantly, I want to mention Virginia. Welcome. Yesterday, as of yesterday, Virginia, a member of the FanDuel family, and Michigan, as of today, Michigan. You can bet on FanDuel. Get the sportsbook app. Do it right now. Get all your Michigan bets in. Dave, we have some, we've had some fun in Michigan, right? We spent the Super Bowl week there. Yeah, we did. Um, happy title game weekend. The last really great weekend of uh, pro football action. The uh, the Super Bowl where you and I got together. Um, what now? A long time ago. I guess uh, oh, fifteen years ago. It was fifteen oh, years five, ago. Right? Oh five? Oh six? When was that? It was. It was. Uh, it was January of 06 or February of 06 because uh, because the Kimmel Steelers. show was on the road up there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of your book, though, by the way, and then we'll get into title games and all that. But um, I think actually it's the opposite. It's so easy to get the book. Never Is in uh, in man's recorded history has it been easier. To get the book, to get a book just delivered to your front doorstep. That's true. I think you should use it as some sort of loyalty test, in fact. Like a month. Give everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if everybody doesn't have a copy by, you know, I don't know what you set the the measure six weeks or something like Mm -hmm. that and can't quote at least one page of it, then are they your friend at all? I well, you know, definitely. it's it's funny you bring that up. I was laying in bed laughing last night thinking of some of my friends reading this, and I cannot picture, you know Harry, Harry from Against All Odds, the Jedi trifecta. I can't picture him reading anything for two hours, three hours, whatever it would be, and I was just laughing just at the, um, I mean, the guy does topless hot tub videos every day, and that to me mm. doesn't tickle me as much as the, uh, the, the image of him reading a book. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a challenge for, a lot of uh, a lot of maybe even if it comes to it, maybe even have to kick members of your own family out if they haven't read it. I mean, if you're maybe. boys, I think that's a I think that's a great question, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. You're little you're littler boys, but yeah, at least your eldest. Right. I mean, he's he knows how to read books. He he should read the old man's book. And and then the next question is, do you want him reading your? Oh, uh, yeah, that is interesting. Um, yeah, he pretended to be um, take interest in the book last week. And I think he read my cousin Jimmy Kimmel's forward. And that was enough for him. Um, so, yeah, reading <laughs> comprehension isn't he, isn't big not, in the Icono household. His old man's not ultimately as much a ne'er do well as uh, <laughs> as as some are. That's that's the, the paradox right. of Cousin Sal. And that's why you have to buy the book. As I've often said before, to his face and behind his back, he's. He's uh, the nicest jerk or the jerkiest nice Ooh. guy you'll ever meet. I don't know, like uh, the, the you know, know cut from the same cloth as uh, as the, your aforementioned cousin. Both right. nice, but also you don't want to be close. You don't want to spend too much time with them because eventually your number comes up and then they get you, and then that's not fun. We like. And then to it have is fun. fun when they get other people. That's that's the thing, you know. So anyway. Well, speaking uh, of Jimmy Kimmel, I want to tie this at the Michigan thing, and you could tell some stories, too, in Detroit. So the the way it came about, I don't know if you remember, and I think I write about this in the book, um, 
the whole thing with Detroit and why we went to Michigan and Detroit for the Super Bowl. Now, ABC had the Super Bowl that year. So um, that, right. that, that helped a lot. But what happened the preceding summer, um, the Lakers were playing the Pistons in the finals and the Lakers were a big favorite. That was the Carl Malone, Gary Payton team, Shaq, right? That's the one they, they brought everybody right. together. Uh, they blew it. I think they lost four to one. And, uh, you know, the Laker fans were pissed. And Jimmy goes on uh, th during the monologue and says, I hope the Pistons don't win the title, um, not, not only because I'm a Lakers fan, but because they will burn the city down. The fans will burn the city down. And he got a lot of shit for that from uh, oh, people I, in I, Detroit. I was right there in the eye of that storm yeah. in his office for all that stuff going down. I remember people coming in and out of the office. That's when Kimmel at, uh, at, at uh, the late night show had his it was basically bunkered. He then right. moved. He, he he realized, oh, you know what? The show's named after me. I can sit up on the top <laughs> floor. But he was like, ah, let somebody else have the nice office. And then people were finally like, the hell are you doing? Yeah. Get, see, see the light of day once, uh, you know, uh, in a while. And no uh, windows in the green room. Music blaring after the show. Couldn't talk oh, to like executives or anything. But it was but yeah, really so this bunkered windowless room. And it was really great. And some some great memories from down in there, but that was not one of them because no. there was a steady stream of ABC executives and otherwise coming in there to say like, you really stepped in it, man. Like, and there's a group of affiliates that mm -hmm. from the Midwest that wants to pull the show over all this. And I remember just like scratching their head. Like, so do we have to ignore reality? Because they will, but that's, that's the way it's not a Detroit thing. It's an yeah. America thing. Like right. people burn the city at that time. At least people would somehow winning a title, your local heroes doing that imbued you with physical powers. And then people would go and flip cop cars over. I never understood the math, right. but it wasn't an indictment of Detroit. It was an indictment of America. Never mind. People were pissed. And guess what? They won the title and they burned the city. <laughs> just, just as we predicted. <laughs> and there was hours and hours of footage that we had to avoid. Like, all right, we can't say we told you so because we're in trouble here. And Detroit is a top three or four affiliate. But we made nice nonetheless the following February. We went there for a week, January into February. It was really cold, I remember. We stayed in Southfield. And uh, you got to see your Steelers play the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. And if not for a phantom uh, defensive holding call, you lose that game, right? Oh, no. You don't I want mean, to talk about that. That's garbage. And okay. there's no reason to do that. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you want to talk about garbage calls, how about Drew Pearson in the first ever Hail Mary blatantly pushing off on a Minnesota Vikings? That has nothing to do with Detroit. All right. Well, you're just, just saying if you want to play that game. And, and the other thing is... Um, I can go through each of those calls if anybody ever cared to. No. And when people say, saw Roethlisberger didn't deserve, uh, what did he do? He just was a passenger. Look at the preceding games and look how great he was in that playoff run. Um, he did have that, like 97 yards, 98 yards against the right, He wasn't good in the Super Bowl, yeah, but he was yeah. he was gangbusters in Denver and in mm -hmm. Indianapolis. But we had a good time. We had a nice time and the, the food was good in Detroit, right? I remember we it went out. It was hard to right. get from A to B, but... Right. I remember being struck. Like, why are there so many Greek restaurants down here? Was that like, mm -hmm. it's right. The downtown is their Greek town, right. uh, is Detroit's Greek town. But yeah, it's a great place. The The stadium, um, Ford Field is, is magnificent. I really do like it. I think it gets left off the list of great joints in, uh, in fact, 
Detroit in general, and if you extend it to like Ann Arbor, that's one of the great sports areas in in all the the sports country that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, Ann Arbor is a magnificent college football um, experience on an autumn day. Ford Field is great, and just down the street, you can walk over and see it. Is uh, is um, Tigers uh, the Tigers home field? It's mm-hmm. it's really a cool little neat area that you can walk around there to to the stadiums. But I remember the Steelers won that Super Bowl. Um, and then like literally 30 or 40 minutes afterwards, I was down in the Kimmel green room area taking pictures with Jerome Bettis. Yeah, the bus. And Antoine Randall who had thrown a touchdown. Not a throw he he didn't throw the touchdown pass, but he Wait, wait, he didn't, uh, no, no. Did he throw the, I can't believe I can't, he oh, threw the touchdown you pass, know right? Your team. Well, it wasn't Roethlisberger who threw it, but yeah. No, so right, yeah, he threw the touchdown yeah. pass to Heinz Ward. Anyway, yeah. Indiana University, fellow alum who right. I had watched play in Ann Arbor a couple of years prior when he was on the Hoosiers, I saw him throw a touchdown pass and I told Antoine Randall all that and he, and he was like, huh. But anyhow, <laughs> it was exciting for me. And then, and then we immediately made way to our red-eye flight to get back to L.A. because you guys did a show that night on Monday night, and I had to do a show Monday morning. We took the red-eye at, like, midnight or whatever. I remember I landed back in L.A. because I was on uh, the Corolla radio show, as I was every morning um, at the time, but not a and I was desperate. I was like, I I have a hard time sleeping on planes, but I desperately need at least an hour or two. I Uh gotta get an hour before I go on the air. And, um... The aforementioned mixer named uh, named cousin Sal oh. kept sending. You kept sending the flight attendants. No, no. So what happened was I decided you that kept was messing good, with me. As good a time as any to have your bachelor party, if you remember, that, on the flight back. That's what it was. I couldn't remember. And what we had some crazy. We had some crazy old woman who roller skated. I, I don't know what yeah, happened. She was known right. for roller skating. And she and Uncle Frank and Guillermo took a bus across to Detroit, and that, that's how they got there. And we're all coming <laughs> back together. And uh, yes, and I think we we paid her to, to not. It ended up not being a lap dance. It was a seductive. Um, I don't even know what the hell it was. She never even got to the middle seat wherever you were. But yeah, that's where we had your bachelor party. People mm-hmm. were mad. They had the same plan as you. They wanted to go to sleep, um, catch a few hours before going to work. Pat O'Brien, remember, was on the flight. Of uh, access holiday? No, what the hell was it? Uh, what entertainment? I don't know what he was screaming at us. Like his right, best dude. quote. His best quote is, uh, is Larry, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and I saved the NBA in the eighties. Nice or, or something to that effect. But yes. right, and he seemed even more important on this flight back. It was like, hey, you're uh, you're you're hitching a ride with us, pal. Enjoy the bachelor party, or uh, or get out of the way. So that was that. A uh, lot of fun, Michigan. We welcome you. We welcome Virginia. I don't. We don't have as many uh, unsavory stories about Virginia, but we are willing to to uh, ratchet it up for sure. Um, let's get right into it, Dave. Our yeah, but points. that area of the country has a lot of stories about uh, Dwayne Haskins. Now he temporarily, at least, is residing on the banks of the Three Rivers. Dwayne yeah. Haskins, welcome to town. Weird day for Pittsburgh. Within, uh, I think it's weird because within an hour, two big, biggish news stories broke there. Dwayne Haskins signed by your Steelers, yeah. and uh, Hugh Jackson is now on the staff, right? But just I don't know why in, I brought it up. I, I wish I, I wish I wouldn't have brought this up because now we have to talk about Dwayne. He's there for a couple of weeks, maybe, and if it and if it goes nicely, then it extends. And who Hugh Jackson? The, no, I'm sorry, uh. Dwayne Haskins. And now. <laughs> 
everybody's off and running with like, oh, let's see there. So what's this mean about Roethlisberger? It means nothing. It has no relationship with Roethlisberger, except that Roethlisberger is 39 and is going to move on. And the Steelers are looking at potential replacements there. Hugh Jackson is, was, ha- happens to have been a successful and good offensive coordinator. Right. And he's beloved at the player level. Very few guys with the, with the exception of Baker Mayfield, um, down on the field, not shaking his hand a couple of years ago. He's generally liked as a as an OC and considered to be yeah. um, a savvy one. So that'd be fine with me. But Pep Hamilton's now in there, and otherwise, we could we could talk about this. I want what I the bigger conversation beyond just the title games is let the QB carousel spin. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm like at the playground, like when you know that thing at the. Now, the mini carousel where you have to like manually start running it to let your yeah. kids go. And like, you have to, as it, as it rotates, you have to keep hitting it with your head. That's I want, I'm ready to go. I don't need somebody to operate it. I'm ready to just make it spin. Cause this could be the grandest of all QB carousels, even given the recent history, this could be the grandest one yet. Stafford could move. Deshaun Watson could move. Derek Carr, Jameis, who knows with Roethlisberger, who knows with Matt Ryan, they they're guys that that could move could across the country and 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 determine a new uh, a new direction for pro football 2021. It's juicy stuff. And then everyone stays put, and it's like, ah, eh, what was that for? But no, you're right. Uh, something. I mean, it could. Let's kickstart it with Tua going. You don't know. To, you uh, don't know that Aaron Rodgers isn't finishing up his days in in Green Bay right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's gonna happen. Right? You don't know. You don't know. He's made. It is weird. I was thinking. Um, Jordan Love potentially gets a Super Bowl ring before Patrick Mahomes, right? And, I'm sorry, not before Pat, before Tua, before Herbert, and before funny, Joe yeah. Burrow. So interesting. But let's uh, jump right into it, Dave. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. We got screwed over last week. That Ravens game was weird. Um, the week before we won, we, we, it's been a roller coaster ride. But anyway, I don't want to say we've made people money because that would be a lie. I think we're even. I think units-wise... We're up and we're down and we're about uh, 1,600 units or 16 units ahead for 16 weeks that we did this. So we're right in there. We're right even. But let's make some money. This is the last one, right? You can't make a three-team parlay with just one game after this. So we're going to do it. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. FanDuel boosts the points for us. They boost the odds. I'm going to start us off. The Green Bay Packers. Dave? We get it at minus one and a half. We get the best team in football, I believe, right now at minus one and a half. They're six and three against the spread at home. A uh, little secret about Tom Brady. Everybody wants to put him in the Super Bowl. Lost three of his last four conference championship games on the road. This could be another one. Oh, I think the voice have... is getting high. You yeah, better listen that's when it. the voice starts You know I'm serious now. Packers in cold points. weather, five and two. Rodgers, 19 touchdowns, one interception. I really love this. Minus one and a half. That's what I'm going with. Packer. Oh, Devontae Adams, 26 out of 28 targets caught. He's unstoppable. This defense, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, uh, Jair Alexander, the all pro, all playing well. I think they shut down the Bucs. I think it's going to be a 31-21 final. Lay the one and a half. Easy as pie. What do you think, Dave? I like that pick. Uh, a lot. I know. Obviously, Tom Brady is a is a major factor. All the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers and company at home in this one, and it it really is. If you love football, don't let the football cools tell you that sixty minutes is not enough to determine who's better 
or how these things rank in terms of legacy for Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers and the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era. Of course, these title games matter. Had the Cowboys beaten the Packers in 66 and 67, it wouldn't be the Lombardi Trophy. It would be the Landry Trophy. That, those are the stakes we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about history being on the line here. And if Aaron Rodgers and company can deal with the pressure of what I just mentioned there, I think they advance to the Super Bowl comfortably. I like them by a touchdown in this one. All right. What's your pick in the late afternoon game? Well, um, digits have have loomed large here between, you know, Jared Goff's hand or thumb or whatever it was, and now Patrick Mahomes' toe. I'm concerned about I'm concerned about Patrick Mahomes being able to run because he's made a lot of plays with his legs on third and long this year, more so than he has in the previous season. So that's one thing I'm a little concerned about. And secondarily, Harrison Butker's toe. It doesn't uh, it doesn't do mm. good um, from 33 yards specifically, but that's a legitimate problem for Kansas City in what could be a tight game. That said, I'm taking the home team. I like the teams that have the bye. I'm going to ride with that. 19 of the last 22 Super Bowl representatives did have a bye. The Chiefs are one of those teams, um, and now they have the bye again. They advance past the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, America's Team 2020. I'd like to see you get to the Super Bowl for your fan base. It's going to be Mahomes v. Rodgers. The Chiefs minus one and a half in Arrowhead? Is that because of a toe? That's kind of like an homage, I guess, to all these toes being broken and everything because it's in half, but it's one and a half. Got to get in on that, Kansas City. Yes, FanDuel doing us a favor. These are field goal games. They're slicing the spread down to one and a half for my Packers, for Dave's Chiefs, and Charlotte. Charlotte is going over 50 and a half. We're adjusting the number there. Over 50 and a half in the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. Now, remember, over-under in the conference championships since 2014. The over, 8-3-1. and one. Charlotte leaning on this total right now. So, we have the over 50 and a half in Green Bay-Tampa Bay. Green Bay, minus one and a half. And Dave's pick, the Chiefs, minus one and a half. That's our extra points for extra pay parlay. Normally... Plus 350, but FanDuel boosting it to four to one odds. What a way to end the year. Both favorites and the over in the Green Bay Tampa Bay game. Hit it up, fanduel.com slash extra points. All right. Dave, what else is there to talk about? Do we want to talk well, about I, this, these games too much? What else? I what can't else help. I, I'm sorry. I, I, you know how my brain uh, has, uh, has issues of focusing, and I, mm. I can't help. When I see Tampa Bay and title game, it always summons for me the worst title game in not Super Bowl. Not not Tampa Bay. Don't talk lightning here. What? I'm not what talking about the lightning, you uh, creep. Okay. I'm All talking right. about I'm talking about something else. I'm going to talk about something much more important. I'm talking about the 1979 NFC title game. Is it nine that, nothing? It was nine nothing. Your yeah. Dallas Cowboys were really good, and they were supposed to advance to the Super Bowl once again. A rematch, the third go-round for the two towers of pro football in the 70s, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas right. Cowboys, on track to collide to to, to end the 70s and kickstart the 80s in January of 1980 specifically. Instead, the, Cow- the uh, Vince Ferragamo and Billy mm. Waddy Rams do you remember that game in Cowboy Stadium? Do you? Are yeah, you, I uh, do. I mean, we lost three NFC championships in a row, right? It was that starting then, I think. That was yeah. right. That was the de- right. Actually, I I, I don't want to go. Well, I do want to go down that rabbit hole. I don't know if you want me to go down that rabbit no. hole. But of course, Roger Staubach, that's his last game. Mm-hmm. Um, Staubach 
um, survives uh, Staubach in the divisional round, that is. That's in, what it was, in, yeah. In Texas Stadium, not Cowboy Stadium. The mm -hmm. ball skipped off a, I don't remember <clears> if it hit a Ram or a Cowboy's hands, and it goes to Billy Waddy kind of over the middle. He runs it into the end zone with like two minutes left. The Rams out of nowhere beat the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Then they go to Tampa to play Doug Williams and the Buccaneers. And like I say, the worst title game ever. It's decided by three short field goals off the right toe of Fat Frank Corral. Nine nothing. Meantime, the Steelers are are beating up on Pro Football's second best team, the Houston Oilers, right. in Three River Stadium. The and that, that's exactly right. And yeah. of course. The Chargers would have beaten the Steelers in that uh, in that AFC title game, but they looked past because Dan Pastorini, Earl Campbell, and Ken Burrow were all on the shelf for the Houston Oilers hmm. um, in that game in San Diego. I say best. The Chargers were the best team in the AFC that year, and in fact, they whipped the defending Super Bowl champs, um, Pitt, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in I think like the first day or two of December. They hammered them in a way. <laughs> that young Dave Damashek had never seen. I didn't know what to make of it. And in fact, um, the, the Steelers were so afraid of the Chargers that going into the divisional round game, Dan Pastorini, like I say, superstar Earl Campbell out, Mean Joe Green called Bum Phillips. This is a story Mean Joe told me, Dave Damashek. You can imagine uh, mm -hmm. how thrilled I was to get this intel. Mean Joe called the, the late, great Bum Phillips and said, look for Dan Fouts when he when when he um, does something at the line of scrimmage. It's a tell. He does it every time before such and such happens. Oh wow! And and Bum Phillips, I've talked to Bum Son Wade, another gem, right. and um, and he confirms this story. Mean Joe, they were so afraid of the Chargers that he called their arch rival Oilers head coach and told him something. Then they played. The, then the Oilers win that game. They come to Pittsburgh and then the Steelers uh, vanquish them. In it really worked my out. I remember, um, this is what I remember. One of my first football <laughs> memories is that my father was rooting hard for Ferragamo versus Pastorini, but all Italian quarterback Super Bowl. Like, right. <laughs> that would have been you? a great one. It could have, <laughs> it very easily could have happened if Mike Renfro, without the, uh, yeah. the benefit of replay, that might have sent the Oilers to the Super Bowl, but also people like to point at that yeah. one and ignore the fact that it only would have tied the game. It's not right. like it would have put them up by three touchdowns or anything. But I'm like, anyway. All right, old man, what do you care? They're both playing cities you don't care about, and they're Italian, and the, the players uh, specifically wouldn't give a crap about it. It would have been a lot for hurting for. It would have been a lot for the eyeball to absorb in yeah. uh, in January. Powder blue against yeah. the cream sickle. That could have been your your. Super it's amazing Bowl you have such attention to detail about these games forty years ago, and you can't remember your PayPal information I unbelievable know. it I really know. comes together hey as you mentioned it though uh tampa rams have given us two of the worst conference championships i could remember now between the one you just described and the one kurt warner's team where greatest show on turf what a clunker that i don't even know what the final score joel or somebody could it was weird it was, was like terrible. 13 not, it was like it was a very oh, weird 14 11 maybe it was i yeah. think i'm gonna go with 14 11 i think that's right we were there for fox and i think that changed the rule that that brought replay to the forefront right the bird emmanuel bird emmanuel yeah. it is it is one of the three worst calls you'll ever see in your life to this day even though the rule wasn't what it is now it's still when you watch that that would have the greatest show on turf oh that's 11-6? 11-6. Wow. Dang. Ricky Pearl with a big touchdown yeah. in that one. And then Ricky Pearl 
in the Superdome against the Patriots almost was a hero because he right. forces the overtime or almost forced an overtime. But then uh, uh, all, right. all that. But yeah, you're so right. And it's one of my chief examples of the curse of Sposta. The Rams should have rolled over that Buccaneers team. Good defense um, uh, with Warren Sapp and company, notwithstanding. They should have hammered that team. And yet, Sean King is keeping them in the game and driving right. them down the field. And you're watching like, the Buccaneers with Sean King are going to go to the Super Bowl? That's the curse of Sposta, everybody. Beware. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, as as far as the curse of Sposta goes, and I think I like this, there's really no curse of Sposta here, right? Maybe the Chiefs are supposed to take care of business at home oh they absolutely like, are no i guess but it's still a three-point game and you got the built-in excuse for the toe uh being messed up mahomes still woozy from god knows what uh, uh a choke out or a concussion or what by the way i broke news tuesday that he's cleared to play i don't know why we have to go through this charade of uh waiting on the nfl to make it a, official but yes he's playing no question about it um yeah three and 53 and a half for the chiefs i think that could go to three and a half or four once he is officially cleared to play, even though I did it uh, many days ago. Um, I don't know, Dave. I, I still I'm like with both, you about that. Teams here. I'm with you about that. That number has stayed low. You would know yeah. better than I, but that number stays low because of the Mahomes stuff. And I don't think it's a small factor that, um, uh, assuming he does play, that the last time we saw him, he was not moving great. Um, I think I, I, I think we not will not know the difference. I really do. Maybe I'm an optimist here, but I, I think we're gonna watch him play and be like, oh, he's fine. They shot up that toe good with whatever right. bleach or whatever hydroxychloroquine, whatever they did, and uh, he's going well. And that offense is moving, but there is a chance they ran so well against this team. What did they have? Like 240 yards in Week Six against them. That that's not going to be the type of game they play. But maybe they do lean back a little on the running game which uh, makes me think that's going to be a, an under kind of game, like 27-23, a good field goal or so more I under hear you. than I just, uh, over. Who, uh, uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff um, for, for me as somebody who's watched the fallout over the last half decade now with, uh, with the Steelers. The, the answer is that everybody has saw it, at least in Pittsburgh, but I think Football America cares about it, is like the, 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 divor the three-way divorce of Antonio Brown, Levy, and Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger. Who, who won that, um, that divorce? The answer is, as I declared in the moment, nobody. That's the answer. Nobody wins it. Even if I, Le Antonio Brown may or may not play in this one, Levy and Bell's a backup now. To, to I mean, what in the hell? Right. Like, it's a bit. Who's carrying the ball for the Chiefs is what I'm getting at. Um, well, the same guys that put up those numbers last time. I know it's not hasn't had that look the last six weeks or so, but I don't know. You can't. Can, it's scarier than the Bills' running game. I think. It's, it's oh well, they have zero running game, but yeah. it, it's it, it. It we talked about it with uh, as you mentioned the thing that I always kind of forget about naively or whatever is. That yeah, they'll just shoot that toe up. That that'll be right. That. Um, so you're right about that. I'm I'm overly concerned about that. I think not enough attention has been paid because we haven't seen a ton of. Although Justin Tucker would disagree, the the kicking game tends to be big. I mentioned Fat Frank Corral uh, forty something years ago. <laughs> These games can come down to that. It's not a small matter potentially that Harrison Butker yeah. is, is missing easy kicks, including extra points. Um, supposed I to be rain. Thing, good, good chance of rain. What did what'd you oh, say? Spaghetti hat, 50% snow and, uh, in green Bay and, but, but good, decent well, chance of rain in Casey. 
49% chance of snow in Lambeau, and it's a low of 15 degrees. Uh, looks like um, mm. Kansas City's going to be a lot of rain, though. So Dave right. will get his moisture, but just not the snow kind. We want Dave to get his moisture. 49 means it's not going to happen. We got we got to get that to 51. 49. Got to get that to 51. We'll, we'll start listening. This is one of the best things. It's right up there. If I had to do life all over again, I would, mm-hmm. I would choose... Um, either meteorologist or dream analyst. I mean, like the the like <laughs> both are just complete nonsense, and no one can ever take you to task. It's like, well, what was I supposed to say? Um, like, a, do you know yeah. what it means when you die in your dream? It means nothing. It not none of it means anything. And how would you know? How would you have any idea? How would what what's the science behind? Like, you know, if you fly in your dream, it means no. It means nothing about anything. It has nothing to do. It's not relevant to the real world. Anyhow. Yeah. Same thing as meteorology, 49%. What I say is here in the real world, what my eyeballs want to see on Sunday, muck and mire. No dumb, shame the devil, Kurt Warner. <laughs> Let it be played in the elements. I know. It really uh, is great, right? <clears throat> so much uh, except better than that the Saints of all, hostess. Yeah. The only thing that's kind of bad about it is if it's super rainy, I don't know what, I mean, it really then turns into a knuckleball of a game. But like as you just said, the Bills and Chiefs might combine to run the ball, you know, two times on Sunday. So right. um, it could impact the quality of the game for what what, what otherwise would be a shootout. Yeah. I like what we talked about with uh, TJ Lang, who had some great insights on the mindset of Aaron Rodgers and all those guys. I, I, w- when you hear this jive about like from Peyton Manning to Tom Brady to Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, like you don't get when they sit in front of a microphone, they they will recurringly say like the media doesn't get to determine what my legacy is. Yes, it does, and uh, and we base it <laughs> on the results in January. I know you would like it to be about other stuff, but we do get to determine it because we're the ones reporting on that history and um, and how you play in these gigantic games does impact how you will be remembered as much sure. as you try to to push down that pressure. I mean, it's all for them. Right. It's right. They've lost some games and they don't want you to focus on those. Well, I mean, that's uh, uh, that's not the way it's going to work, fellas. We are going to talk about um, about those things. And we talked about so TJ Lang talking about Aaron Rodgers, because really there's no way if you're an Aaron Rodgers lover and I have been for more than a decade now. Mm. If he loses this game, you can't really say, well, he's the greatest quarterback in, in the history of pro football. You could say most talented, but you can't really hold him up um, in a head-to-head against Tom Brady if he loses this one with everything in his favor, mm-hmm. it would seem. Now, the other side of things is what you need to get to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, we kind of went through that. I think what you need is a guy like the Honey Badger, a playmaker who turns the over team, uh, other team over. I think that's the difference in the game. I don't know that Honey Badger specifically is the one, but I think that the Chiefs, flawed though their defense is, Chris Jones has made some some massive plays in their um, in the last couple of years in Januarys and, uh, and and February. Somebody on that defense is going to make one extra play to put the Chiefs over the top here. Um, Could I, happen. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's the it. difference. They need it. I don't know that they have an answer for Stefan Diggs, but I'm pretty sure the Bills don't have an answer for uh, Kelsey and Hill. I mean, like we said, you know, they shut down Mark Andrews last week. The Bills did. It was a weird weather game. When maybe we're looking at the same thing, but the week before, Mo Alley Cox, uh, who else? Um, gentleman, gentleman Jack Doyle. Uh, who's the, who's the third tight end that just ate him up? Burton, Trey Burton. Like those guys had like 140 oh, yards. It was Trey Burton? You're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. 
against right. uh against the uh Bills. And if you, Kelsey is just a force. By the way, Kelsey, five to one to have the most receiving yards this week. I like that as a prop. And you could get all these props on FanDuel, who will somehow, somehow making the playoffs even more exciting this weekend. They're doing it with what's called the same game parlay bet, Dave, which is only available on FanDuel Sportsbook. Same game parlay lets you combine multiple bets from a single game or an even bigger win during the conference championship round. And you can combine the money line, the over-under, player props, all in one. Best of all, FanDuel, this is crazy to me because this is my life. Talk about the aforementioned Harry. You play three or four, uh, you play three or more on the same game parlay and you go three out of four, let's say, you get $25 back if you fall one leg short. Spent all my life going three out of four on these parlays. And now I'm getting reimbursed. That's the greatest. Playoffs are the perfect time to give one a shot. Just one of the many ways to win on FanDuel. If you haven't already, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up to get started. Use our promo code extra points. That's FanDuel.com slash extra points. Go check out the same game parlays only available on FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, they have another thing going here. That's great. There's a lot of conference championship specials. They have one thing they have. They usually don't have this till the Super Bowl, but you could pick the final score. You get odds on the final score. And I am going, I think I said earlier, Green I Bay. Love, I love this specificity. I love trying to do the final score. I mean, why not put five bucks on 10 of sure. these, right? I mean, right. when you see the odds we're getting here, Green Bay 31 to 21 is 160 to one odds. Now, I can't imagine it falling on anything other than 31, 21. But like I said, sprinkle it around a little. Play roulette with it. And uh, and you could have uh, some fun. Now, Dave, I'm going the other one. 27-23. Now, 31-21 doesn't bode well for our extra points for extra pay. It barely gets over uh, Charlotte's number. But uh, I like that at 160 to 1. 27-23 Chiefs is 160 to 1. Talk me off either of those. There's no way I, you can. I, I can't because I had 30-20 in mind for the NFC side of things. Okay, so let's see what that pays. 30 to 20. 30 to 20, I'm going to go with that one. And on the other side, it's it's I'm trying to do the math on now the late breaking uh, spaghetti news that um the field is going to be saucy. And um mm. so now I what does that mean? Tyree Kill should be able to make hay behind the defense or is it hard to uncork the deep ball and that means that Travis Kelsey feasts as he has all season long. Jeff Schwartz, of course, the Chiefs whisperer will tell you that the key member of that Chiefs offense, besides obviously the guy at the trigger, is Travis Kelsey. As much right. as people celebrate Tyree Kill and Love otherwise, it. it's really Travis Kelsey. Now, so when you say he, Tyreek Hill is going to make hay behind the line, like this, is, you don't mean actually like it'll be like, what the hell are you doing with this? Put your helmet on and play football, right? Right. Yeah. No, the, you can save the lovemaking for your own time. We're, we're, yeah, we're, make we're, hay. we're playing pigskin, right? Hey, um, all right. I think I'm going to go with, okay, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to calculate. Doot, 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 doot. Well, 27, nine, 27 to 19. All right. I'll look that up in a second, but you're going to have a lot of money left over. If it's 30 to 20, we should bet 31, 21 and 30 to 20, as you say, for the Green Bay Tampa game. Uh, I assume you have Green Bay on top, right? 30 to 20. That pays. Not, have you been listening to what I I've know, said? Of course, I, know. I said it very I clearly. What I th what I feel. I want to clear happen. it up with the with the audience here. Two hundred twenty. I'm worried. To one. I'm worried for my guy. I listen. I, I 
Eddie Spaghetti. 220 fact, to 1 odds on that. And 2719, before we get off track, uh, I'm going to look that up. 2719 gets you. Maybe they don't even have that. Do they not have some numbers? Go ahead, go into the Eddie Spaghetti stuff. I like when I when I end it when I pick games that end in a nine. There's always at least one person who has to drop me a line on social media, insisting that football games never end on a nine. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're looking at, but that's absolutely false. But anyhow, um, well, Fanduel yeah. might agree with those people because I don't see I don't see <laughs> these. Apparently, damage. yeah, apparently, Eddie Spaghetti though. I, you, I, I've only known you half as long as um, I've been saying Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback in the history of of people. Um, but I, I, I need somebody to support that. I don't want to be one of these Johnny Come Latelys. I said it in the middle of the 2010 season before he won the Super Bowl that that's how he would be remembered. And right, Man. Spaghetti? Yeah, you've said that. Thank uh, Eddie, how both. long? Dude, confirm how long he's been wrong about this, please. So. He's been quite wrong about a lot of quarterbacks. Like, okay. No, 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 no. Don't you one. dare. Don't you dare. He's got Haskins now. That's He's flexing his muscles. Josh Haskins Rosen. Yeah. 27-19. Before we move on, pays 160 to one. I found it. So Ooh, we're right, getting a lot of go. good odds there. But go ahead. Now, go. Aaron Rodgers is the greatest if he wins this game. That's what you Here's said. the, uh, first of all, I mean, I, I don't understand. Somebody push spaghetti off his perch in his Airbnb in Ma in Los Feliz. We can see him. Um, <laughs> well, there goes that seat sitting on a roof. But yeah. anyhow, um, I don't know why I was just attacked like that. I am the QB whisperer. What what human beings are are doing at three in the morning? I don't know. So I can't really cover like how hard they're studying. But I can. My eyeballs rarely lie to me, and I pass that information on to you. Um, and then jerks like spaghetti, then, um, mm -hmm. thank me, return the favor by calling me out like this in public forums, which I don't care for. Now, here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers, And I know everybody uses Marino in the same way, but it is worth remembering. I don't want to bum out chiefs fans. You really, really, really need Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl and, I mean, talk about legacy stuff and how guys are considered. If Mahomes goes back to back, he doesn't have to do anything ever again except put up huge stats the rest of his life. And he has a shot at going down for what it matters. And people say, who cares? What's up, Matt? Can't we just enjoy greatness? And who cares who's better between Jordan and LeBron? I care. Sports fans care. We That's need what something it's all about. That's why about. we watch the season to see yeah. who wins, who's above whom. What are we talking about? Who cares about that stuff? I care for one, and I and I suspect most sports fans do. Don't let GMs and and uh, curmudgeonly media people tell you that that doesn't matter. Of course it matters. That's why we watch. That's why they hold playoffs and give a trophy at the end of the whole thing. Mm. Now Mahomes, got to get to the Super Bowl, and you really kind of need to win it. He's because gonna be Aaron Rodgers, when he hoisted that Lombardi in Super Bowl Forty Five. I defy you to find many people who said, well, that's it for Aaron Rodgers. He's he's not getting to another Super well, Bowl. Well, why does he have decade. to get there? You're that. already declaring Aaron Rodgers is the greatest of all time. And he's no, only no, gotten no. there twice. So what what do you what do you care? What does it matter what he does I, for the next decade? My crystal ball did not foresee a Super Bowl this decade after he won the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He should have gotten there the following season, right. except that his receivers had the dropsies. And there were other times when they should have gotten to the Super Bowl. Um, my point is. These things get away from you fast. Aaron Rodgers was it was a, a certainty when he won that Super Bowl. Oh, well, he's going to win multiple Super Bowls. Of course, as another reminder, I know I issue it all the time. I'm going to do it again now. 
They only give out one Lombardi trophy. Those are the stakes. You want to go down in history as the greatest of all time. This is maybe Mahomes. I, I know it sounds hyperbolic because I don't have the crystal ball of what that roster looks like in four years from now, and neither does anybody else. But the assumption that, well, the Chiefs are the best team for the next decade because they have Patrick Mahomes is overly optimistic. The team they're playing is stacked for the future. What if the Indianapolis Colts get Matthew Stafford or Deshaun Watson? I mean, they're not going to get Deshaun Watson because the Texans aren't going to give him. But the point is, you don't know exactly how things are going to break here. Mahomes of course you know. may be right. the trailblazer, but there are going to be a lot of great quarterbacks who are young in the AFC for the next decade. This they is a had, great They chance. had odds on this when Mahomes signed that giant contract in the beginning of the pandemic, and they had odds for, I think it was, over under one and a half Super Bowl wins for Patrick Mahomes in the next 10 years, but I think it was 12 years, right? Because they added the, I don't know how they did it, but it was over one and a half for the next 10 years till 2030, I guess. And uh, I'm hard pressed to say under, I, I'm, I'm with you. I know how hard it is to get there. My team doesn't get there. And so I, I know, and we seem to have good players. It doesn't work out. Um, but then again, you got you give me the Chiefs in six to one every year for the next five years. I think they're they're going back uh, one of those years. I don't and know, I think man, they're going because back this year. Probably I, Matthew but, Stafford is not the reason they're not going there. I'm, I'm, I trust me. They'll I was just about Matthew to Stafford say and the Arrowhead. Hit up your friends at uh, FanDuel, Sal, and <clears throat> whisper in their ear to issue us a uh, <clears throat> a prop on how many teams will have new starting quarterbacks. Um, from oh. in 2021 versus 2020, because I suspect, like I say, the carousel is going to spin uh, harder than ever um, this off season. And I, people reacted very poorly to me saying in social media and on minus three that if Matthew Stafford landed on the Colts or Niners, um, that team becomes the favorite to win it. Maybe, maybe well, that's my not word, true. That's why they maybe my word choice. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, favored. I don't yeah. know because we don't know even what's going to happen no, on Sunday. No, we know. We know how odds come out. That's how, what determines who's the favorite. Okay, right? but if the yeah. Bills beat the Chiefs yeah. this weekend, it's not like everybody's going to say, oh, I know, but Mahomes and company, they're the favorite. I got a lot of tweets from Chiefs fans saying, how dare you? you they'd be favored over the Chiefs. Like, you don't even know if the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl this year. A lot can happen in these next three or four mm. days. And I do think if Matthew Stafford landed on the Colts, maybe – in the preseason, you wouldn't favor them, but I bet you by mid-October, you'd start saying like, oh my God, the best team in the AFC is the Colts with well, Matthew Stafford. I, maybe maybe we don't trust Dave on his AFC take, even though it is his beloved where his Pittsburgh uh, Steelers reside. Because what are you, you talking about? Because you determined that the Bills were America's team, but you backed the Ravens and then you picked the Colts. I mean, you've gone against, let me see, I find a, a, there's there's an email in here, but you've uh, the Chiefs are your last hope at a team that, you picked for the AFC to, and now you're saying, "Oh, if he doesn't make it, he's in trouble." Here we go. What in hell? What are you talking about? I was. What was I? Here's wrong what I'm talking about? about. Here's what I'm talking. I about. didn't say the Bills are winning the Super Bowl because I called them America's team. I just said they're the most lovable team. I said I'd like to see their fan base win. That's what made them America's team. The extra points gang at gmail.com. That's where you could email us with complaints or whatever you want to talk about. Hi, extra points gang. Love the podcast. Even as an Aussie for whom Dave's. Aging U.S. cultural references make no sense. Whoa, just wanted to make a what point. What the hell? Dave did a great job this season of advocating for the Bills as America's team. And around the same time, he started waxing lyrical or just harping on about his no-jive policy. And now 
Here we are, three rounds into the playoffs. Each week, Dave has had the opportunity to back America's team. Each week, including this one, he has gone the other way without any hesitation and picked against them. That leaves only two options. Either Dave is all jive and doesn't really buy into his America's team bluster at all, or he genuinely no jive believes they are America's team, and therefore Dave must just hate America. Which is it, Dave? Cheers, Simon from Adelaide, Australia. So not a Bills fan, but get behind the small market underdogs. There you go. Which is it? No first, jive? I want to first I want to break down the early works of in excess. <clears throat> um, <laughs> no, uh, kick though. You know, I don't know. Underrated? Do you like? No, no, it? Don't I, do I, it. I think don't, I think don't deflect. A, don't. Deflect. I'm not going to deflect, but I do want to say all of a sudden, as I say, in excess, Sal. I feel like. That there's an interesting Venn diagram, the intersection there. Sal and I have very different tastes in music. I have a feeling you and I would connect it. Like there's some good songs on that. The in excess has some good songs. That could be Do a good agree? overlap. I like in, in excess. What I'm not need? surprised to hear that. I could imagine you riding around singing with uh, what's yeah. his name, Michael. What's his name? Um, I I mean I don't know what do you want me to say I've I I I've told you well the yeah, Bills are like, America's team I'd like the, the Ravens like the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl the Colts are going to handle the Bills I don't know you uh you, you don't I you said, don't have you don't have too no, many opportunities I didn't say to the be Ravens, right here I didn't say the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl my Oof. preseason pick my preseason pick was the Colts all right I was wrong all right that was a I I I didn't want to go chalk and just say Chiefs so as everybody does you'll hear. 11 minutes after this Super Bowl is complete, whoever plays in it will be like, I don't know. I don't care. I just can't see, you know, I know I just can't see that. It's not going to be these two teams again. That's what mo 90% of. All right. I'm say. specifically addressing I that. Took You've the not Colts. backed your team. Yes. Yeah, the Colts, the Ravens. My, team, were my go team's far. out. My team, my team. That's another thing I didn't even mention. Your Steelers, you talk about, I mean, the chiefs, you're picking what the chiefs I want minus see, one and a half. What I want to see every year is I want to see my team win the Super Bowl. Short of that, the other team I would like to see is the fan base who I think is the most likable. The so, Buffalo um, uh, Bills are that. I'd like to see the Bills win. Well, what I pick think is going to happen is pick, different. Pick them for no. four times. No. All right. I have something, Sal, that I, I, I know that people crave. America fifth. Damashek wears it, though. Damashek mm. is this. Integrity. Integrity, but you, you integrity jive is, this jive is back in play. What um, I want to see does not necessarily equal what I think is going to. I know, but then you, you get it both way. You get excited, right. and everyone's like, "Oh my God, he's celebrating!" Oh, but no, he didn't pick up, or did he pick up? I got. Who it's, are it's, you it's to attack me? You bet against your teams. That's you right. Bet, you put money. You put money against the teams that 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 uh, uh, yeah. determine your own happiness. What kind of weirdo then turns around and attacks me? How I how I set my table? That's fine. It's fine. It, it, look, at the end of the game, it's it's uh, Bernie Sanders will tell you it's whoever has the most money, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's not it. I don't know. No, I don't think anybody says that. And I think that instead of um, uh, issuing letters from down under at Damashek, who right. you know, who's who's delightful and as I say, defines the word integrity and by the way, class too. Not consistency Sal though. Not consistency. Sal throw throw a different. I'm, I'm word. not all over the place. I'm not, I I I and the other day uh, that I hate your. I don't hate any of your teams. I couldn't care less about them. All right, I have some raw feelings about some of them, but I don't ultimately. Hate. Right. I root for one team, and that's it. And get off my back. Can Shame we just call you? Can we call you the NXS of Jive? Let's just move on from there. You did talk about Matthew Stafford. About. I want to get to this. Matthew Stafford, should he stay okay. with the Lions? 
he's going to be endlessly entertained by this new uh, head coach, Dan Campbell, who, um, first of all, his office nameplate says the dude. Uh, and he went off on this press conference. Boy, this is, I'll, I'll read it real quick. Here's what I do know. This team is going to take on the identity of the city. City has been down and found a way to get up. It's found a way to overcome adversity. So this team is going to be built on. We're going to kick you in the teeth, right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to get up. And it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before long, we're going to be the last one standing. That's going to be the mentality. Wow. And on a, on the, the couple of days leading up to Michigan becoming a part of the FanDuel family, what, what could be better? I love that. I love that. That what what more inspires a team? It's funny because verbatim, <clears throat> that's the voicemail Eddie Spaghetti left me in front of uh, his Rangers <laughs> playing the Penguins. Exact same. I thing. can't believe I, that. I I'm glad you that. like that. I'm surprised that you like that. I it's you could plug in any city. That's what that this team. The things that are always true. Best fans in the world. Every every team. I don't know if you know has the best fans in the world. Mm-hmm. And every team um, reflects um, its city and it's populous every team that's what they do they reflect the populace i love crap like this oh whatever I, I, you don't great. like it all right no, let, let, let's i'll spice it up a little more because we did a nice thing here we i think the only thing that would um uh, be make it more inspiring is if you put the friday night light theme song underneath oh. it and i think we have that jim cunningham right let's listen to uh coach campbell the city's been been down and it found a way to get up all right it's found a way to uh overcome adversity all right, and so this team's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. I love it. Come on. That's the greatest. Now, I think he may think that Dominican Sue is still on the team. That might be, uh, he must be misled there. But why would Matthew Stafford want to go anywhere else after hearing that? What the hell sport does he think his team's going to be playing? What? I don't even All think that's them. a sport. That's a, yeah. Yeah. That, he better sign Jean-Claude Van Damme, who dipped his his knuckles in glue and then in the shards of glass and went out there with uh, Tong Po. And fought him in that in that one movie. I mean, what what the hell is Blood he sport. talking about? I think it's, it's gonna great. be a lot of gonna get a lot of flags. The Lions look out for them to be the most penalized team in twenty twenty one. That seems uh, seems almost certain after that speech. Biting guys, mix and it up, kneecaps, and smiling. All rights and a lot of the rhetorical all rights. Terrific. All right. You think Aaron Rodgers wants to face that twice next year? No, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> now he's distracted. He's not even thinking about Tampa. Ted- Tetanus shots everywhere. What What in the hell? Biting so great. Everybody? I think they might be my second favorite team now. Maybe first. I don't know. I'll have to reevaluate. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't hear Coach McCarthy doing anything like that. That's for sure. Imagine Eagles. Belichick. Imagine Belichick watching that. Belichick must be like, what? <laughs> great. I'm glad they're in the same league as uh, as my team is because uh, we should be able to make quick work of, of that nah, nonsense. No. Nick Sirianni was hired by the Eagles. Not sure what this means for a couple. Well, it means my father's happy because an Italian uh, American has, uh, I assume, 
has got, finally gotten an interview in the NFL. It's so hard for Italian Americans. Anyway, he's the Eagles head coach. Uh, one more shot for Biennemi, right? Houston Texans. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. And it Dave, I heard so you clumsy. on minus three asking uh, Jeff Schwartz why he hasn't been hired. Jeff didn't, uh, no one really has an answer. I did hear the guys on uh, inside the NFL saying that they heard he doesn't do well in interviews, Eric Bieniemy, And that's, me, that's like, the, that's that, the thing. That's what people say about him. People, um, yeah, I, I've heard I, that a couple of times. I, I, there's not a lot of more options other than we, we don't want a black head coach. Uh, so the only things that make sense are that he doesn't do well in interviews, or at least that's the claim. And I don't know, unless he's like, uh, Chris Farley and Tommy boy, um, going, you know, hitting the road and trying to sell brake pads and lighting the, the, uh, you know, the CEO's desk on fire. How bad could he be in interviews? First of all, I've heard him speak. He seems fine. A, B, I've watched enough hard knocks over the years. Uh, how many hard knocks have we seen now? 15 more? I, don't I, know. I was going to say are, something like that. Yeah. These guys are not rocket scientists. These coaches that have been hired and have passed did you the watch, interview process. Did you watch the Dave Campo, Dallas Cowboys uh, yeah. hard knocks? The Dave Campo? Think he's more impressive in uh, leading men when that's uh, what I'm saying. We've what's seen his like, name? Uh, uh, I can't even think of his name. The uh, the Falcons coach who took him to the Super Bowl, uh, walking in in his Dan uh, Quinn. Dan, that, no, not Dan Quinn. Uh, not didn't take him to the Super Bowl. Uh, Mike Smith. What's is that really? I can't think of the guy's name yeah. who came in there in his Tevas. Like yeah, that's yeah. no way to lead men. And then forget all those examples. You just played the clip. That guy, Dan Campbell's. And what was he doing that? Was that that's what got him the Lions gig? We're gonna get it. All right, and then we're gonna. If you don't give me this job, I'm gonna bite you on the I knee, don't get it. and then I'm gonna smile at you. All right, but then I'm gonna bite you on the elbow, and I'm gonna spit it in your face, and then I'm gonna frown. All right, like that guy got. By the, the gig. way, just learn it. You know what? Maybe that's the idea. Eric Bieniemy should team up with Hulk Hogan, or oh. you know, anyone who has been really good on the mic as a wrestler for three, four decades. And uh, that's it. That's your next interview. Pull the Dan Campbell, get the job, take the Houston position, and then watch uh, Deshaun Watson leave for another team. <laughs> I mean, Good this Lord. this weightlifting guy with a goatee who talks in uh, muscular platitudes, that guy is, well, he's a great leader of men. Like, I mean, it really does, like you say, it exposes this this thing of like, you know, smart, Yes, X's and O's. Are you smart at that? Doesn't necessarily, and I don't mean to impugn any everybody who works in pro football, but the idea that every that you got to have a genius. Bill Walsh, I think, was a legit genius. Being an X and O tactician and good at that stuff doesn't necessarily mean you're a genius. Either way, I do think though that what the Chiefs do offensively is pretty ingenious doing the math on sure. like who who do you get the, who who gets the credit for that i don't know and it does feel whatever like, though, he's, he's I, going to deshaun watson that's not that's not a huge drop off right if he right it feels Houston, like a so. facile excuse to say well interviews or to point to as i do I'm, I, I can provide the devil's uh, uh the devil's advocate the devil's damashek to that uh that it's like well, look at what uh, what Andy Reid disciples have done when they go on their own. Doug Peterson's out on the street now. Matt Nagy, mixed results at best. Maybe we don't want to go down that, except that 
you keep seeing McVeigh disciples get hired all over and Belichick yeah. disciples get hired all over. That I want to see. I want to see a so. leak. I want to see a leak of a bad Eric Bieniemy interview. I can't imagine it's as bad as anyone would imagine here. And I think the I, I, the Oilers, the Texans, um, have uh, you know, would do well to offer the gig to the Texans, but at this point, I mean, to uh, be enemy, but at this point it feels almost clumsy. Like it would be transferred, yeah. but who cares how, um, you connect those dots. It seems like a, a great fit to put the enemy down there with Deshaun Watson. Now the small matter of convincing Deshaun Watson to stay, I don't know chicken or the egg. If you sit down with Watson and say, this is going to be our guy. Does that convince you to stay? You know what? It's um, a step in the right direction. And guess what? If Watson loses, you have freaking Eric Bieniemy as your head coach. That's fine, right? <laughs> what's what's uh, I don't see the downside in this. Go, do, yeah, do, I, do it. Do it, Houston. Just pull the plug on Bieniemy. Unfortunately, the guy is preoccupied, so maybe that's why the interviews aren't uh, you know, stellar. He's, he's leading another team to the Super Bowl potentially. Yeah, I mean, but, I think if anybody wants to float that, is like, <clears> well, here's the reason why we're not hiring him. I mean, I, I watched an interview with him earlier this week and he, he's uh, yeah. spot on sharp and, you know, talks right. in pigskin platitudes and all that kind of stuff. And obviously has been in the mix in one of the more progressive offenses of the last half decade or so. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like, as they say, checks all the boxes. So what's the holdup? I'll yeah. make the offer here to the Texans. <clears throat> all right, let's, uh, let's be done here. We've gone... Uh... Have we gone an hour? Yeah, I think we're close. Uh, let's just get to the championship games. I love it. Hit our extra points for extra pay parlay. Like I said, the over 50 and a half in Green Bay, Tampa Bay. That's Charlotte's pick. Mine is Green Bay, minus one and a half. Dave is Kansas City, minus one and a half. Plus 350 goes to four to one odds. Extra points. Uh, FanDuel.com slash extra points. I know That's you want to move on. I, I, I will say this, though. Yeah, I did want to talk about a little bit about what we could talk about because we have a lot of real estate in front of us after these title games. But did you watch the Lakers and Bucks? Yeah, I was going to say that 113-106, Lakers won. They look kind of, I, I know they blew a game earlier in the week to Memphis, but this was a this was a solid win. And a freaking Caldwell Pope is hitting seven threes. Uh, good luck to the rest that, of the league. That's exactly what I, uh, that's exactly what I wanted to say. For, I mean, LeBron is maybe still, after all these guys, is maybe still the best of all. It's kind of Aaron Rodgersy y in, in, in the sense that to try and connect the dots and Giannis is on one side of things in the state of Wisconsin and Aaron Rodgers is on the other side of things in terms of career. But with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson and so on in the league, maybe the best is still the guy who's 36, 37 years old um, that we just saw. LeBron is just awesome. I mean, the, the, he the, is. 34, it, six and eight yesterday, a killer three with less than a minute left. Just the dagger. They're plus 270 to win the title. Nets behind him at plus 320 clips well, six to one. And the Bucs have dropped all the way to seven to one right now. And uh, the thing it kind of laid bare to me were two things he just said very quickly, I'll say. One, Giannis, I guess if I'm starting a team, I'll take Giannis over Anthony Davis. But. Anthony Davis isn't too far off of Giannis in terms of talent and otherwise, and he's a little he's a little sturdier. His game's a little more rugged in in, in uh, the low post. I like that, but he's he's the second best player, maybe the best player. But it's LeBron and him against Giannis. So what are we talking about here? Right. And two, your other point is when you watch the late, or you, as you just kind of hinted at, uh, between you, you know, uh, the from top to they're like ten deep. 
They're dangerous. Yeah. Schroeder and, and, um, uh, like I say, uh, Montrez Harrell. Yeah. They, 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 they got better. They're out of the elite teams. They got better in the off season, the very short Harrell running the floor. And mm. a, 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 I mean, they are, they are, they can do it any way you want to do it. They're the best defensive team. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like, um, I know the jazz are good. I can't take the Clippers seriously right now. Bucks and otherwise over on the other side of things, the Lakers win it again. And then what's our conversation about LeBron at that Looking point? Good. Yeah, but be careful, LeBron. If you don't make it to finals this year, it's hard to get back. Oh, no, that's all right. No, that's, that's football, Sal. And right, that's I'll why this is out. so exciting. It's Legacy Weekend, Sal. Don't you see? Lots of fun. Hey, we lost Henry Aaron, though. That sucks. 86 years old. Passed away uh, this morning. But, you know, one of the few numbers I remember that stick in my head, 755. That's how many home runs um, Henry Aaron ended up with. Uh, 2,297. RBIs, all-time record, 68-56 total bases. Stuck around a long time, 1954 to 1976. Um, you know, like I said, beat Babe Ruth's long-standing home run record before uh, Barry Bonds um, ballooned up and, uh, and, and killed all the uh, home run records. Well, I guess McGuire and Sosa had a run at it earlier than that. But Read Henry about Aaron, Right. Read yep. about the pressure that uh, that he oh, was yeah. under during all that and how crazy the times were um, as he's chasing mm -hmm. at that point. Like, you know, the the American sports icon, Babe Ruth's record as a black man in Atlanta and all that. That's a, it's crazy stuff. And as a side note, it's cool that Vince Scully, who was a part of the relatively progressive Brooklyn and Los Angeles <clears throat> Dodgers, is on hand to call that uh, that historic yeah. home run. Pretty cool. Tom House caught it in the bullpen. Tom House now being brought up. Who is he? What football team is he working for now? Isn't Tom he the guy who does? Um, <clears throat> isn't he the guy who coaches Brady? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> he coaches Brady. Tom House, a relief pitcher from the seventies and eighties, who in the bullpen caught the uh, home run number seven fifteen. That or Brad Doherty being a NASCAR expert. Or there's another good example of that. But yeah, that's weird when those things happen. <clears throat> Take a look at that home run, 7-15 off of Al Downing and the Dodgers. Uh, Aaron round second. And like you said, with all these death threats and all this I always and think the, this, the yeah. Terrible, there's like a some hippie uh, uh, approaches him at third base and Aaron doesn't, uh, just it's a smile on his face as if uh, he's alone in the stadium, just rounds the bases. It's crazy. It's weird. Two guys, out two there. Two yeah. young guys, given the, given the <clears throat> climate and the threats and everything else. I, I mean, they had cops and stuff there. I guess you don't start shooting down at the field uh, with right. Hank Aaron rounding the bases. But it is weird when you uh, if you know that what what the temperature was yeah. at that time, that that those two guys like Hank Aaron's like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you yeah. guys both shaking hands with them like. Uh, that that he did that his instinct wasn't to start throwing elbows and biting kneecaps. All right, right. By the way, those two guys, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, and not not oh, a lot wow. of people know that. Yeah, and that's strange. Um, so there you go, Hammer and <laughs> Hank, uh, rest in peace. Eighty six years old, big Browns fan apparently. Um, I, I really, hope, I hope that yeah, he's, he has stories about sitting in the dog pound and everything. Um, I, I uh, well, at least uh, he's not going to miss the Super Bowl this year. For the Browns, but 86 years old, Hank Aaron, legend, best 44 of all time. Sorry, Reggie. It's, uh, it's not close, right? Hank Aaron. Good call, yeah. 44. Right? Is there another one? Willie Who's... McCovey. But no, I mean, that isn't up yeah. there with Hank Aaron, but yeah, I'm <clears> trying to think of 44s. It's interesting for these sluggers to pick uh, 44.
But don't get me started with numbers. I'll never stop. Dave, minus three, great episode. You got Eddie Spaghetti and uh, Michael Meatballs on there at the end. You got TJ Something like that. Lots going on there. 12 v 12 on Sunday, the greatest 12 versus 12 quarterback matchup in pro football history. We dig in on that one real good with TJ Lang. Like I said, Jeff Schwartz, the Chiefs whisper, divining all things that will impact the result here and who we will see in the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert, we're rooting for and we think that it will be a redo of Super Bowl one. May Devontae Adams make like Max McGee and go on a twister um, the <laughs> night before and do it. We break it all down for you on minus three. Follow along, won't you? And uh, download, subscribe, all that jazz. And uh, and also, of course, go buy Sal's book. Yeah, buy my book. You can't lose them all. Uh, I'm not going to lose this one. I'm taking Dustin Poirier by KO TKO on FanDuel. Oh. was plus 650 over Conor McGregor. Conor, boy, you talk about inflated odds. We discussed this on Against All Odds. I think this would be closer to even, maybe minus 180. But um, you could get straight up Poirier at plus 265. Friend of the uh, network here. He's been on Against All Odds. But by KO or TKO, you get him at plus 650. That's fun. Rounds up your Saturday night pay-per-view. And then into Sunday, one more time, extra points for extra pay parlay. We're taking Green Bay minus one and a half. We're taking KC minus one and a half. And the over 50 and a half in the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. That's FanDuel.com slash extra points. And a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all our favorites. See you Monday.